1: Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brandt Bernard, Mike Molina, Chris and D'Amino, and Brad Blanks will join us this hour as well. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them
0: before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early
1: and cheap. it's been good <laughs> It's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen been good and how do they contact you
0: at uh, e- either through our website which is minnesota personal, minnesota personal injury.com or at 800-770-7008
1: michael bryant bradshaw and bryant due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by walzer automotive on tom bernard podcast you hopefully know that walzer sells cars Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Thing, just no. because uh domino's from new jersey
2: oh <laughs> well, that yeah i played bon jovi before and it's freezing out
1: do you really think that that guy hung up because he thought we were saying <laughs> jew no, i don't uh, think so i don't know Although, though it, you know in germany they refer to uh, refer to jews as yuda uh-huh. so jude yuda oh, well I, I don't
2: know i mean just just throwing it out there too when he when we talk on the phone he, you could tell, was very European. Like it was a very distinct accent. Like uh, you would, hear oh, is the, that right? yeah.
1: So I'm curious, and, and he was just gone. Yeah. So he, <laughs> apparently he thought <laughs> we're talking about Jews. <laughs> okay. Well, Jude, look at the trouble you cause. You pill, Jude. Bad dog. Bad dog. That's all I have to say. In any case, Super Bowl now—well, uh, wait a minute. Let me bring this up because it's—
3: uh, <laughs> Up to the minute. You know,
1: the, the clock is ticking. i got to be up to the minute, and it's just the when the kickoff might uh, be. It uh, is in three days, uh, three hours and 26 minutes. I've <laughs> got, the, got a countdown clock on the Star Tribune website. Well, it's America's holiday. Let Which me you ask you, interest.
3: do you think this game yeah. should be on a Sunday night, or do you think it should be on Saturday?
1: I It should be on a Saturday, absolutely. It
3: makes more sense.
1: It makes much more sense to be on a Saturday because there, it's after the college season is over anyway, so mm-hmm. it's not going to mess around with college at all. And people treat it like uh, you heard same. the
3: numbers with the days off and everything else. Let's make it a weekend.
2: Can you imagine working at make Domino's a Pizza on Super Bowl Sunday? I would, oh, I would kill myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would You'd be a little busy. Might get some tips, though. Oh,
2: uh, yeah.
3: But But... It's it's a day to make money. It's not you know. So the Super Bowl is not a really go out and celebrate. It's a stay home, bring your stuff in, order some food. No doubt about it. The pizza business is probably really good. The wing business is really good. Catering business is probably really good. I'm just nobody's ever really given me an answer why you couldn't do it on a Saturday night.
1: Yeah, Saturday would be Saturday at five o'clock, which it is Central Time, five thirty I guess is Mm -hmm. kickoff Central Time, six thirty Eastern Time. So it's not going to be. It's not good. even if you you want to go out. You think they're afraid that people won't sit home and watch it because it's on a Saturday night. So like, numbers, but
3: numbers might actually get affected. TV numbers,
1: but I mean, it it literally be over by ten o'clock. So yeah. if you want to go out on a Saturday night and have dinner after the Super Bowl, you could certainly do that.
3: Well, I think it would be. It a, wouldn't I, hold up anything. Tom, I think it would be a go out type night. I think people would go out and watch the Super Bowl. And I don't know if they're afraid of TV numbers because obviously you can't do the tallies and bars and everything else. But nobody would believe that one less person is watching a Super Bowl because it's on Saturday night if the numbers reflected one less person watch. Because the bar tallies, that might be where your difference is. And look, I'm all for commerce. Like, I'm all for the the guy who can make money on something, make money on something. I just think Saturday night's rolling into a Sunday morning. You're a little banged up on Sunday morning. Uh, you know, who cares? You got to get to church. You got to do the things you have to do, but it's not a work day. I, I keep telling you, do not. If you're a surgeon in a certain city, like, oh, I don't know, this weekend, if you're in Boston or Philadelphia and you have a surgery scheduled for Monday morning, I don't want that guy touching me, win or lose.
1: Yeah, well,
3: <laughs> I'm serious.
1: <laughs> it's an interesting way to put it. Though, yeah. I
3: don't want LASIK. I don't want nothing on Monday. After a Super Bowl in a certain city, completely.
1: now can you imagine that uh, going to a dentist an eye doctor having pissed off? I suppose, yeah. I mean, he's his team lost and he's poking you in the eye with a razor blade.
3: Can you imagine last year if you had an appointment on a Monday morning in Atlanta? You know, I, I'm getting a hernia fixed. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. you're
1: right. I, you're right.
3: Make it Saturday night. Why Let's make don't it a party. They-
1: Saturday night it'll be a big weekend you got all day Sunday to recover yep yeah why don't they make it on that's
2: sure night? you should have been here um two weeks ago when we lost that Monday after we lose oh, we I'm lost. telling you it's the worst it, it was the worst and then we got a foot of snow uh-huh. and then the Super Bowl prep was underway oh. and you know we were that close and now we're not going so we knew Philly was coming and it was one of the worst days around here that Monday was just brutal
1: yeah, absolutely. Because everybody's pissed off because they thought for sure we were going to be in the Super Bowl. Hey, Philadelphia, what were we a four, four or 5 point favorite, something like that? Uh,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. Believe me, the latex latex uh, dog masks were out in droves after you know the Atlanta and Minnesota <laughs> yeah. games. It's a big business. There was a guy wearing one the other day at media night for the Philadelphia Eagles. And then by the way, Fletcher Cox, he wore the wrestling mask like he was from parts unknown. I don't know if you saw media day for the, the Eagles. He's a hell of a player, man. He's a bad man. He put that mask on, and he basically it was like, who is that? It's Fletcher Cox. I don't think so. I think that's Wrestler X from Parts Unknown. But you know, these guys also try to you know tick up a little bit in the fame department. You got a week where the world is watching, so you try to do something a little bit to, to stand out, which is what yeah, the, what the game is idea. now. Yeah,
1: I like this. They they're doing a thing in the uh, in the Star Tribune on the Star Tribune website. Who do you think are the top ten Vikings players of all time? Do they do that with the Falcons as well?
3: Uh, Yeah, they probably have. I mean, I think people are, you know, your quarterback, where does he rank all time and how does he rank historically? Um, There aren't a lot of Hall of Famers, guys who wore Falcons uniforms. There really aren't a lot of them. Deion Sanders you want to claim Dion, but Dion got the hell out of Dodge when he had an opportunity to, and nobody really blamed him. He, he won Super Bowls after that, but there aren't many guys mm-hmm. who wore a Falcons uniform uh, who are known as Falcons who are in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, I'd imagine yeah, the Minnesota
3: thing might be a little bit tougher.
1: Well, what they have—I'll do the reader picks first. There are only ten of them. Reader picks first, staff picks second, and they're really close anyway. Okay. Really, really close. There's some reader, a couple of reader picks that aren't on the staff picks, and I don't really understand that. Uh, readers. Number 10, Paul Krause. Mm-hmm. Number 9, Jim Marshall. Number 8, Randy, Randall McDaniel. Number 7, John Randall. Number 6, Carl Eller. Number 5, Adrian Peterson. Number 4, Chris Carter. 3, Randy Moss. 2, Alan Page. Number 1 would be Fran Tarkenton. The amazing thing about that is uh, a lot of these players drop uh, – a couple of them dropped off the list when you go to the staff picks. Now, these are the, 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 the sports staff mm-hmm. over at the Star Tribune. Number 10, Ron Yeri was ne- not even on the Reader's picks, mm-hmm. which uh, I think is a mistake because Ron Yeri was phenomenal. As a matter of fact, Ron Yeri comes in 13th on the Reader's picks. Number 9, John Randall, he was 7 on the uh, Reader's picks. Number 8, Chris Carter, he was 4 on the Reader's. Number 7, Adrian Peterson, he was 5. Number six, Mick Tinglehoff. Didn't even make it. Uh, Oh, he was 14 on the readers' picks. Number five, Carl Eller. He was number six readers. Uh, Number four, Fran Tarkin. He was number one readers. Number three, Randy Moss was number three on both the staff picks and the readers' picks. Number two, Randall McDaniel. See, I would agree with the staff picks on that rather than the readers'. Mm -hmm. I thought Randall McDaniel. He was eight on the readers, number two on the staff picks. Randall McDaniel was phenomenal. And number one, pretty hard to argue with the staff pick. He was number two reader pick, number one, Alan Page on the staff pick. So uh, some of the people that didn't make the top uh, ten, Chris Dolman was number 11 and number 14, respectively. Joey Browner was number 12 and number 13. Yeri, of course, uh, didn't make it uh, in the top ten on the uh, reader's picks. He was number 13. Uh, Chris Dolman... Uh, again, 11 on the readers' picks, 14 on the uh, staff picks. I think Chris Dolman, boy, it's tough to keep him out of the top 10. He was another one just phenomenal. 15, Gary Zimmerman, great. Matt Blair, another great player. Really, really tough. I mean, wouldn't, if you had to pick the top 10 Atlanta Falcons of all time. Wouldn't that be very, very difficult? Yeah, look, for you
3: Chris Dolman do. actually did a did a year. Maybe it was two seasons in Atlanta when I first moved to Atlanta. Yeah. So Atlanta wants to claim him a little bit because you want to claim as many Hall of Famers as you as you possibly can. Uh, sure, is, is he sure. going through a medical thing now? Did he just have a tumor removed? Am I am I <laughs> wrong yes, about I think that? That's true. And I, I think, think it was just very, very recently. I, I don't want to yep, speak at a turn. It was.
1: No, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah great guy, by the way. Chris Tholman is about as good a guy as you could ever come up with.
3: Yeah, this was just eight days ago. Undergo surgery for brain tumor.
1: Yep. And he's okay now, right?
3: Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I I, I don't see I the follow-up so. here. How, uh, how long ago was that? About eight days ago. About eight days ago. Uh, it's... It takes a while to know, you know, how well
1: that goes. I suppose that's true. You have to make sure because you have to test. Uh, there's all sorts of little things you know, neurologically that they have to make sure are still working. Very, you know what I'd like to do? Yeah. Go ahead, sir.
3: No, 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 Very nice man on top of everything else. The time that I've, I've seen him in and around Atlanta.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really good guy. We should have the Tom Bernard show worst <laughs> character of all time list, too. <laughs> we, should, we should do it. Uh, one of the biggest jerks of all time. There is no question that... Uh, Chris Carter would be way at the top of yeah. that list. You ever had to deal with Chris Carter?
3: Uh yeah. Look, as we like to say, he likes himself. You know, it's oh, does
1: he ever? Yeah,
3: he likes himself. He, he's got a really interesting story about how you know he basically had to be told to get out of town for him to sort of clean up his act, as they say. Yeah, but, but he does yep. enjoy. He enjoys being Chris Carter, from everything I gather. Hell of a he talent. He
1: really does. Hell of a talent. There, you can't take that away from him. He was a hell of a talent, but what a jerk. Unbelievable. Pound for pound, was there Adrian anybody, Peterson, no. was there anybody was more
3: that? talented than Randy Moss, though, pound for pound?
1: No, no. Randy could be a jerk to some people, mm-hmm. and he's a great guy to other people. It depends on who who you were, if he liked you or not. Right. Randy Moss. No, Randy Moss was maybe the greatest wide receiver I've ever seen. But then you got your Jerry Rice's of right. the
3: world. But there are people who will tell Fred, you that Randy Moss was more talented. Jerry Rice was a worker. I'm not telling you Randy Moss didn't work, but but there are most people in my world, and I believe this, I think Randy Moss probably had more talent than Jerry Rice. Didn't mean he turned out to be a better player, but I think he was more physically gifted than anybody I've seen at that position.
1: Exactly. Adrian Peterson, uh, not the best human being in the world either, uh, unfortunately. A lot of people, it's interesting, and you would know this, because he's an Athens, Georgia guy. I think he was from Athens, Georgia. Fran Tarkenton. Was it, uh, or was he from Dallas, Georgia?
3: Ah, uh, good question. God, where was he?
1: God, Fran Tarkenton was from from Georgia, right? H-
3: hometown? Yeah, he went to the University of Georgia. He's he was a Georgia he quarterback.
1: Was, he was a Georgia quarterback, and I think he's from Georgia originally. I think I think he was from like Athens, Georgia, something like that. But uh, I've always enjoyed his company. He's always been great to me. We've had great conversations over the past thirty two years with with Fran Tarkenton. Mm-hmm. But some people can't stand him.
3: Yeah, look, I think he uh, whether it's the business part of it or whether it's just he certainly got an opinion. Boy, I'll tell you this, down in Atlanta, he used to rip on Mike Vick. Who he was in, boy, people, people, oh, yeah. it was oh, yeah. pitchforks. Um, you know, they wanted to storm the castle every time we had Fran on and he talked about Mike Vick. He just said he should be yeah, better than they, he is. Right. He doesn't work hard enough. Uh, yeah, he did go to high school in Athens, Georgia, and he uh, he went right down the road to the University of.
1: I thought that was true that he, he grew up in Athens, Georgia, and there is a Dallas, Georgia, too, right? There is, Isn't there yes, Dallas, there is. Georgia? Uh huh. Yeah, that is correct. I think he, I think his father lived uh, when his father passed away. His father was living in Dallas, Georgia.
3: When he retired, I think uh, he basically owned every quarterback record, every number in the book. I think he had passing yards. I think he had touchdowns. I think, so. I think he had Pro Bowls made. I think he basically owned a record books when he when he first retired. I think that's very true. So.
1: By the reader's picks, Fran Tarkin, a great guy to me. Again, I, I just have to go from my personal experience, right? Mm-hmm. That's all you can go by. Fran Tarkin, hell of a guy. I've never talked to Alan Page. I've never met him, never talked to him. Don't. I don't know anything about him. I mean, he was a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I think he was the, the chief justice for a while. Hall of Famer, certainly. Most valuable player. first. I believe he was the first defensive player ever named most valuable player. Randy Moss, I've had very little contact with. Don't really know him. Chris Carter's a jerk. Adrian Peterson's a jerk. (laughs) Carl Eller's a hell of a nice guy. I really Mm -hmm. like Carl. John Randall, you couldn't find a better guy than John Randall. Same with Randall McDaniel, another great guy. Jim Marshall and Paul Krause. Really, really good people. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's just your Chris Carter, Adrian Peterson duo that I'm... And to tell you the truth, I don't... I never... I met Adrian Peterson twice. But as soon as you start beating on kids with a stick, I'm sorry, you're out.
3: Yeah, even your 10 minutes of interaction sort of takes a hit, as we like to say, every pun intended, when, when a guy yep. is, is accused of that. Can, um, it, the other part about that, too, is we were talking on my show about Jim Marshall probably played 19 years with Minnesota. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. it was 19 yep. seasons. Do you know that he ended up in Cleveland in his last year in the NFL? Like, there are more yeah. stories of guys who, you know, Thurman Thomas was actually, he wore a Dolphins uniform. You know, people know that Joe Namath wore a Rams uniform. Uh, Johnny Unitas wore a Chargers uniform, but Jim Marshall wore a Browns uniform. Listen to this one: Um, Tim Brown, great receiver. Do you know he played his last year in Tampa Bay? John Gruden got that job. Yeah, and it's like all of a sudden you see the uh, Deacon Jones finished his NFL career with the Washington Redskins. God.
2: Well, we forgot about our buddy. Not that he was on
3: the top ten, but Eddie McDaniel
1: that McDaniel, Daniel, yeah. And absolutely. Jake
2: Reed, I've always read that he's a really, really nice guy. Yep. Robert Smith really as well.
1: Guy. Robert Smith, a very smart guy, too. Yep. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard show.
4: I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital and equipment loan
1: or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first My Pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic! Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My Pillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium My Pillows and two Go Anywhere Pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first My Pillow. If you already know how great the My Pillow is. Why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. We are back in black. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Um, I just thought of something. When I was nine years old, yeah, nine. I'm nine years old, living in North Minneapolis. There's a men's clothing store that used to be there. It's not there any longer. But it was uh, called Size Menswear. It was on West Broadway and about 6th Street, 6th and West Broadway. Uh, Size menswear, and I'm nine years old, and I'm walking down the street, and I see appearing at size menswear (laughs) right now rookie quarterback Fran (laughs) Tarkenton. And I was like, who the hell is Fran Tarkenton? And what do they mean? What's a Minnesota Viking? (laughs) Uh It was the first year of the Minnesota Vikings. Okay? So I had no idea what the the Minnesota Vikings were. I never heard of Fran Tarkenton. But I've told a friend this story many times. He's a nine-year-old, walked in, and there was no line. There was nothing. I just walked up and asked for his autograph on a picture, and he he autographed a picture for me. And, uh, you know, I can't remember saying a word to him. I'm sure I I said, well, thank you very much, and just walked out. You think (laughs) about that. There's nobody there. He's He's at a menswear store. This guy ends up being a Hall of Fame NFL quarterback. Go into three Super Bowls because Joe Cap, uh, Fran Tarkenton was a New York Giant at the time because Norm Van Brocklin couldn't stand him, so he traded him to the New York Giants. <laughs> but then uh, Joe Cap came along, and we went to the. You think about all these years later, he's the number one pick of the Readers as the best Viking of all time. He probably got two suits. Nine years
3: old. He probably got two suits. Yeah. in a deal, maybe he, maybe yeah, maybe four right. bucks, but he probably got two suits out of the deal. Uh, Sixty one. Yep. That the first year. That's correct. Because I remember talking to him about it. He threw for four touchdowns in his first game. Welcome to the world of the yep. NFL.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. But as time, you know, ticked on, yeah, I kind of got to know who Fran darkerton was, yeah. I'll tell you
3: that. Yeah, that's what happens when and don't I wish throwing together a Hall of Fame career.
1: Don't I wish I still had that autographed picture from when I was nine years old? Can, that would have been something else.
3: Can I give you one? about how times have changed and whether it's social media or commercial endorsements and these guys have a platform like never before and I don't begrudge them but there's money to be made in Radio Row these guys are walking around you know pitching certain products uh, former players and current players no doubt about it there's money to be made when Hank Aaron broke the all time home run record when he hit 715 the year he hit 715 do you know that he had one endorsement deal that off season in 1974 One really? One. One, and what was Magnavox. And here's how I know, and he and I have talked about it a number of times. I went to the Staten Island Mall to see Hank Aaron at a Magnavox. There was a store that sold Magnavox TVs, and Hank Aaron was there, and he basically did sort of a quick in and out, but he was there in Staten Island, New York, and that was his only endorsement deal after he broke probably the greatest record in all of sports, the home run record in baseball. In
1: all of sports. I would agree with that, and that was without steroids.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: the big difference. And, it was broken again, but that was the use of steroids, so it doesn't count. Right.
3: But 1974, African American, um, one endorsement deal. Can you imagine if you actually kept your nose clean and you were an athlete who did something sort of of that magnitude? What you'd be pulling in off the field?
1: Oh God! Millions.
3: It's why it's why the great Millions. white the great white hope thing is a really it's a real thing in boxing. If there was a heavyweight. Oh, yeah. White guy. And they tried propping a few guys up, like Jerry Cooney and a few others. Corey was a sure. – do you remember Jerry Quarry? I do, yeah. Jerry Corey was one tough son of a bitch. Um, but they've tried to find the next or, – or the a great white hope because everybody knows the money. Now, boxing isn't what it used to be, so maybe it wouldn't be what it would have no. been. But right. if you actually had the right guy, um, you know, and, and Hank was the right guy, it's just that nobody really had much interest in paying for it.
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You're, you're 100% right. I got very, very lucky yesterday because I got to interview Tony Dungy on the KQ Morning mm-hmm. Show. And that's a big, big thing to me because the year before I got Fran Tarkinen's autograph, I didn't know who he was, never heard of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm nine years old. year before that, I was eight years old. And the University of Minnesota in the late 50s uh, was the first major university to allow black position players, skill players, on a Division One, big-time football team. And the uh, University of Minnesota Golden Gophers won the national championship with a black starting quarterback. That I remember very, very clearly. And I was only eight years old when that happened. But uh, I was talking to Tony Dungy about that, and he said, that's why I came to the University of Minnesota from Michigan, because you mm-hmm. had allowed a black starting quarterback all the way back in the late 50s Won the national championship in 1960. Well, it would have been sixty. the year 60 or the year of 61, because obviously the game, a national championship, used to be played on, on New Year's Day, right?
3: Yeah. Back uh, in the day, it could the, have been. You know, yeah, it was the big, well, it was Rose a bowl, bowl game. Whatever. Right, it wasn't a championship game. It was just the bowl game that pitted the right two teams against each other with the winner uh, right. either getting to declare themselves or somebody else would declare them national champions.
1: So I don't know if the University of Minnesota was the 60 season or the 61. Rose Bowl, but it might have been the sixty Rose Bowl. I don't remember. Obviously, I was too young to remember that. It was one of the two, though. They won the national championship, and the reason they did is because they allowed black players to start at skill positions. Mm-hmm. It was the first school in America to do so. So that's, I mean, where it was when I was that young. It was pretty amazing. I met Tony. Uh, exactly what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, I met Tony. Uh, a, a guy in Atlanta played with him at the University of Minnesota. A guy named Steve Crane. And he introduced us many years ago. And then Tony went on, while well, he was coaching, but he went on, obviously, to become not only on TV now on Thursday Night Football, but he's written a few books, and he certainly had some tragedy in his life. And he's very open and willing oh, to oh talk God, about yes. it.
1: He has a deep faith in Jesus. Yep. He does. Got it from his mother. His mother talked. He said, long you've got faith in, faith in Jesus, Jesus will watch out for you. And to this day, he talks about that quite a bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, do you... Would you possibly think of holding that against anybody? Because I don't. It would be, oh, you fool, you believe in the organized religion and blah, blah. See, I don't hold that against people. If it's their life, it means a great deal to them. Why would you hold that Hold that against them? Oh, God, how can you believe that? Well, he does. And it's wonderful. It's made his life better, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Look, at, at the end of the day, it's like anything else. I don't want you telling me about your golf game too much. I don't want you telling me about your right. fantasy football or your kids, um, your faith. You know, because it can be a little bit much, and if if it's not time appropriate, it can be. But I've always thought, like, why are you knocking something else that keeps somebody on a straight path?
1: Yeah, well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Why would you knock that? But uh, some people do. Oh, he's one of those be- Look, I don't want, just like you pointed out, I don't want anybody shoving it down my throat either. Right, right. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You know, uh, it says here the Golden Gophers claimed seven national championships, 1904, 34, 35, 36, 40, 41, and 1960. So I'm assuming that they won 60 season uh, the Rose Bowl. In, right,
3: 61. It, the game it, itself might have been in 61. Might have been in, have been in the 61. They go so by the 96. season. So that's a 60 season that they won right. the national championship.
1: So, yeah, I was eight years old. Uh, and it was because they allowed black skill players. So, I mean, that... What you were talking about, you know, with Hank Aaron, the fact that he was black and he got Magnavox. If he were white back then, he would have been a multi—well, I don't know if he would been a multi-millionaire millionaire yet, because I do remember Harmon Killebrew had signed for hundred grand a year, and that was a big deal. Right. yep. You know, back in those days. I told
3: much. you, my Harmon, when I met him, I could not believe that he wasn't a monster size-wise. I could not believe— well, He was short, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I know. I'm looking him in the eye and I'm going, oh, and his forearms still were, you know, he looked he, that looked the part. But I was really blown away when I, the first time I ever met him, to because I, I just thought he was going to be bigger. I had met guys like Frank Howard and others, and I just said, oh, if you hit 500 yes. plus home runs, you got to be you got to be a big guy. But then Hank Aaron wasn't a big guy either. He was another guy, forearms and wrists. Hank was never well, a big no, guy. I'll he got totally heavier. Yeah, he got heavier at the end. You know, it's crazy too. We were talking about uh, Jim Marshall finishing with the Browns. Harmon Killebrew finished with the Kansas right. City Royals.
1: He did, yes. I yeah, don't people don't that. remember that.
3: He, he wore a Royals uniform. No,
1: they don't. Yeah, and that, that upset a lot of people because, obviously, you know, it's Harmon Killebrew. What are you doing? Uh, there's so many classy things that did happen with, with former uh, heroes of mine. Lyman Bostock, remember, he was mm-hmm. gunned down in Gary, Indiana. Got shot sitting in a car in Gary, Indiana. Such a classy guy. Signed for a ton of dough. I think he went with the California Angels at the time. Signed for a ton of dough, did not have a good season, and gave some of the money yeah, back. He did. He didn't figure. He That's the story.
3: Earned it. That is. That is the story. No doubt about. It. He's one of the few times that publicly. And by the way, he didn't want it to be public. It's just that somebody found no, out about it and nope. reported it as a story.
1: No, he was not. He he was not showboating at all. He just literally didn't figure he earned the money, so he gave some of the money back. Classy, classy guy. Was in the wrong place at the wrong time Uh in Gary, Indiana, where he, I believe he was from Gary, Indiana. Or at least in the, you know, somewhere in the Uh Chicago area, East Chicago, whatever. But yeah, got killed at a very young age. Uh, Larry Heisel, those guys. Uh, Growing up a Twins fan was wonderful for me. And them winning the World Series in 87. And that 91 series we talk about Atlanta, Minnesota, man. That, to me, still is the greatest World Series ever.
3: And Jack Morris finally gets his due going into the Hall of Fame.
1: Yep. Yep. Finally. Finally. I tell you, man, that that game seven was I'll never forget it as long as I live And for several reasons. And, and Melina knows this and Andy's have talked about it, but I didn't go to game seven. I wanted to be with the fans at a bar called Mama G's, which was out uh, in Corcoran. Is that Corcoran or that might be still Maple Grove there? But uh, I'm in the bar with a bunch of fans of the KQ Morning Show and a bunch of Minnesota Twins fans who couldn't afford to go to the game, right? So I thought, this is where I need to be. I don't need to be at the game. I already was at a Game 7 of the World Series in 1987, so I already experienced it. And so I'm sitting out there at the bar. And when we won the game, we, you know, I love that. When the Minnesota Twins won the World Series in 1991, there was a guy who was so hammered and got so excited he kept screaming in my face, "We won! We won!" and spitting in my face uh, for about five minutes. I will never forget that as long <laughs> as I live. We won! We won! And spit would fly out every time he said it. Yeah. And I—what did I do? I stood there and I took it. Luckily, he didn't have you know gum disease or anything like that. Yeah, had you know, it just been a win? Up, uh...
3: Yeah, had it been a win on a Tuesday night in May, you might not have taken it. It was no, a World It was a Game it. Seven. It was a great Game Seven on game, top of that. Game. <laughs>
1: Game seven of the World Series, and he spit in my face for about five minutes. But he didn't mean to; it wasn't intentional. He was that hammered, and he just was that excited. It's that's what sports, to me, is all about, Chris. That's that to me. That is sports right there. It's it's the fans as much as it is the uh, the team. Like the thirteen and three this year, that team wasn't supposed to go anywhere this year. The Vikings were not supposed to go anywhere this year. They ended up going thirteen and three. I thought they'd go about six and ten because you knew Sam Bradford was going to get hurt because he gets hurt every year. He got hurt every year. You'll never see him, I don't think, in a football uniform again. I just don't think anybody will spend the money.
3: Wow! I just don't think that's a bold statement, brother. Every
1: year. Well, does he not get hurt every year? Yeah. Has he ever earned? Now now the rumor
2: is uh, we might be getting another quarterback who has done nothing in Kirk Cousins.
1: Oh God, we're not going to do that, are we? (laughs) I don't know. He's another guy. He's never done anything.
3: Uh, The problem is there's there's only a few quarterbacks who have done things. So you're betting on the come, and you have to pay for it now. I'll throw a bold one out at you because I said this this morning early. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, has got less than 10 starts in the NFL, might actually get the richest offseason free agent contract. He might get a seven. I think they're going to try to sign him to a seven-year deal. And the guy's got less than 10 starts in the NFL. Handsome son of a gun, uh, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, we heard that Oh, you heard that. Oh, you heard that. Yeah, no, he yeah. is. He's a, he's a handsome son of a gun, no doubt about it. But uh, he might actually get a seven- or an eight-year deal. I think San Francisco so doesn't want him to hit the streets, as we like to say, that they might throw yeah. so much at him that there's no way that he cannot sign with them.
1: That is amazing. And, and that would be... Would it be more than twenty five million yeah. a year?
3: Stafford's got twenty five cars right at the same number. Matt Ryan will figure out what he's gonna get his. Alex Smith is averaging twenty four a year, but seventy one guaranteed. And I think that's gonna be the ultimate bet on the come bet uh, for a position player in sports as Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. I, I honestly think he's gonna get over a hundred million dollars.
1: A hundred million. Well, guaranteed. I, you know, Michael Vick had a hundred and five million guaranteed, Jimmy. yeah.
3: But I, but again Yes, he had two $100 million contracts, Michael Vick, as a matter of that's fact. That's what I thought. Yeah. He had two of them.
1: And then he had. therefore, he got a very comfortable cell when he was in prison for, what, three years? Well,
3: I, listen, again, you can say what you want about him, and you can. He had $19 million <laughs> in debt. He, he was bankrupt. He declared bankruptcy. He paid back every right. penny of it. Every penny. See, that's wonderful.
1: That's wonderful. We'll take a break. Be right back for our last segment with Chris Domino, the last segment of the day. Hopefully, we'll hear from Brad Blanks. That's stiff. Yeah, know. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard, aren't you? This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutrimost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutrimost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutrimost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramos has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you, too. Neutramos Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Tom Bernard here. Minneapolis is gearing up for the biggest football event of the year. And you've probably heard the myth that you should wait until after the big game to sell your home. What? If you're thinking about selling, now is the time. Why? Because buyers are hungry and most sellers aren't even in the game. But the real key is fielding the right team. And that's my buddy Chris Lindahl's team with Remax Results. Remax is America's number one real estate franchise. And the Chris Lindahl team is America's number one Remax results team. Why? Because they've got the right game plan and the best players at the skill positions. They know how to market your home. They know how to use social media. And they know how to win. On average, the Chris Lindahl team sells a home every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until after the big game to get a big win on selling your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD and the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value. And it's only going to the first two KQRS callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Get a free staging package and win big on selling your home before the big game. Thank God. I thought you were going to play Men at Work in the Vegemite Sandwich song. (laughs) No. <laughs> you let me off the hook.
2: Uh,
1: did we finally hear from uh, Mister Blanks? Yes.
4: All right, Tom. Yeah, and uh, sorry I'm a few minutes late. I've um, I actually had my first beer in 31 days. I did a dry January, and um, great. Yeah, and I've smashed four beers, so I'm a little bit a little bit off tilt. But other than that, I'm emotionally good.
1: <laughs> so you know. Australia has such a great reputation and you're holding it up so that's yeah and it's funny I've
4: I've run into an old friend from Australia and um you know you you know it is when you're running old friends regaling each other with old stories about old friends and it's pretty good fun we're at Manny Steakhouse you know
0: uh yeah Manny sure
4: yeah they love you in here Tom I, I met a lovely woman called Michelle Olsen she's recently retired she's a She's a a big listener of yours and um, a good lady. And I sat there and watched her eat a a filet mignon. And I went, geez, how do you insert that into your body at, at this age? I said, I love it. I eat a steak every day. And I said, my good friend Tom <laughs> Bernard actually said on radio this morning he does not like weed eaters. And she said, yes, I agree with him and Al Michaels. So, well done.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, Al-, <laughs> Michaels, you Al Michaels and I have that in common. If you're going to have weeds on your plate, just aim them away from me. <laughs> That's hey, right. Put them on the <laughs> other side of the plate away from me
3: if you have weeds.
4: <laughs> Alfalfa was a big one, wasn't it? Alfalfa. Remember when everyone started eating alfalfa? I could never oh, understand. God. Oh, kale.
3: Kale is the new one. Kale. Everybody oh, wants kale. to eat kale. Oh, yes. That's a big
4: scam from the kale The kale lobbyists. They, uh, no one ate kale <laughs> 10 years ago. What a load lobby. of crap. Kale was a no, nothing right. vegetable. And all of a sudden, someone said, oh, this is good for ass cheeks, making them less wobbly or something. And then... All of a sudden, women started diving headfirst into kale, and then the men fold them. And even I like a bit of kale there and there, Joe. Uh, but you're uh, lying I did, now. Now you're lying. I, now
1: I know you're down. I
4: know. And when I have kale, I pee green. I don't like the pee green. I only like the pee pink <laughs> when I'm eating cotton candy. That's hey, how, how was well, your I beer? I like my pee changing color. Scale, scale of 1
3: to 10, how was the beer? <laughs>
4: the beer is amazing. It's amazing. It's like, look, i tell you what. By about day twenty of being sober, I started to feel like Bradley Cooper in Limitless. My, mom, I was seeing things before they were happening. I, I, my, my wife had an orgasm before she actually did when I was making love to her. It was, uh, it was, a, it, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was well in my head. It did. It, oh, I don't know. If it felt good for her, but anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, don't worry. I struggle on that thing to give her pleasure, but anyway. No, that was good. Um,
1: that was good. Yeah. No problem. Sorry.
4: Good save. Um, but. Now that I've had four beers, I feel so alive. Like uh, you know, I, I apologize that I'm bringing this up on a day that we did spend <laughs> time with uh, Lee Steinberg, Jerry Maguire, Asian superhero, and he's, sitt- sure, he's sitting there sure. doing the interview about giving up grog. I'm sitting there watching him; i my mouth watering for my first Bud Light of the day. So that was a um, <laughs> that was a. a so what time, day, what, t- what time of the
1: day? What what time of the day was it when you hit that first beer?
4: Um, I, I hit it uh, probably an hour and ten minutes ago. So
1: um, an hour ten minutes ago. Is, so yeah. so basically about uh, 1.30 in the afternoon. Yes, that's right. But I'm I'm, I'm on
4: to right. well, my good. fourth or fifth beer now, and I'm gonna I'll cut it off, and then yeah. I'll um, I'll yeah, have a couple of quiet ones tonight. But I'll be on deck tomorrow morning for you. So, ready to roll.
1: so you and Chris D'Amino will be at the uh, be at the radio row, and you'll be hammered. That'll That's be good. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, look, apparently, the room,
4: I, I love City to Chris. It was fantastic. And uh, we had a guy come and pitch us that we've got two swimsuit models at 8.30 to launch our segment with you tomorrow. So, um, Chris, you you handle one of them. I'll take the other.
3: <laughs> All right? uh, one of them is Olivia Culpo who is Danny Amendola, the uh, player for the New England Patriots, his girlfriend. She's going to be in her first Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition coming up. And and let's just say she's earned the right. She's earned the right. She She has earned the right. right. Yes. (laughs) She's an All-American.
4: Did she just sort of roll out of bed with him? Do you think that's how it works? She'll come from his hotel room or do they have separate beds? Before a Super Bowl, that's a, a great the- question.
3: As the great Mickey Goldmill yeah. said in Rocky, women weaken legs. I'm not really sure what Danny Amendola <laughs> believes about that.
4: <laughs>
1: women weaken <and>
3: legs.
4: <laughs> that's great. That All right. Phenomenal. Well, if you want me to ask her that question, I can ask her that straight out of the box. Well, yeah,
3: I'm expecting you to ask that yeah, question, actually. The
4: fellow? Is he up there in the. <laughs> 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 He'll be hammered. I want an
3: answer
4: I
1: want to- now.
4: Olivia, I saw her last week. She must be making a lot of money on promotions and stuff. So I saw her on sure. TV at the Pegasus horse racing in Gulfstream. That was uh, last weekend in uh, Fort Lauderdale. So, and she popped up on NBC, uh-huh. and I'm like, wow, she's getting. You know, she's probably got dropped fifty k for that. So, good for her that she's out there earning a buck. Um, and was she Miss USA or what was she? What was what, what sort of Miss was she?
3: I'm not sure if she was an actual title holder. Um, right she I, I don't know that i can tell you this what? uh she would have had no problem winning a couple of crowns here and there a couple of yeah, sashes yeah yeah,
4: yeah, she, <laughs> she, um, i ran into miss america today so um I'll, I'll be able to have that interview for you tomorrow tom um it was very nice she she's that's a different organization isn't it from the former trump was she at the bar with you no, well, yeah saying, oh, miss uh, us
1: <laughs> he, he was miss usa he so that's, US, america. And that's and different
4: that's right yeah, yeah she was very nice but yeah she's very cute and um I put the photo up on my Twitter, so you can have a look at it there. She's good and uh, a nice interview. But I ran into her at the Justin Timberlake press conference, which was... Um,
1: well, how'd that I, go?
4: I, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, but you would have hated it. I mean, it was, everything was about all the Boston <laughs> reporters got up, and it was all about Tom oh, Brady. God. And, you know, oh, God. I hate God. the word bromance. It's such a... It's I do, a, too.
2: Yeah.
4: It's a pussy word, isn't it? Bromance. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, <laughs> yes. like it's a terrible word. Yeah, where just be mate, my good mate, my good friend. Whatever happened to friend? That was a nice word. One, wasn't it? Friend, just my yeah, friend, friend, my buddy. Friend was good. Yeah, my yep. fishing partner. You know, as long as it's not in a pup tent. Yeah, we know how that movie ended. Um, yeah. You know, uh so Oh, you the, mean that? Uh,
1: uh, yeah. Was it? What was that called
4: again? Brokeback broke back mountain. mountain. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes it Jesus. was. Jesus, I shivered during that. Shivered. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and, by, and by the way, guys, yeah, Olivia Culpo, and Miss, Miss USA, and and mm. I'm I'm seeing good. what must have been part of her good. winning her winning evening.
4: Good, that was a good heterosexual save as well. Bring it back to the swimsuit yes.
3: model. Yes, we yes. Yeah, go. gracious, we
4: were going down the Jake Gyllenhaal or Heath ledger ledger angle. But anyway, on to um, uh, Justin Timberlake. Um, yeah, he he was witty, he was funny, and. It was all right. I mean, I've got a few things. So he banged on about surprises. There'll be no surprises. There'll be no sync, There'll be no... He he now performs with Chris Stapleton, the country star. There'll be no Chris Stapleton. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. And I'd love, I, when he said that, I went, jeez, I love Chris Stapleton. The, you know, they, they usually pop up. At Super yeah, Bowl half-time Britney Spears. The Britney
3: Spears seems to be the big one that everybody's trying to figure out. Is there a chance Britney Spears, who who did the Super Bowl halftime before, I think she'd yeah. do it. Well, what with, about Janet Jackson? And then Janet Jackson is the <laughs> yeah. other one. That, that <laughs> he Vegas said is no t- Janet. He
2: said no Janet.
3: Okay.
4: Um Aww. But um, he said he yeah, so he'll be performing with his own dancing squad there, the Tennessee kids. Um, uh, but he, yeah, he went. Like I said Tom Brady and him, they text each other a bit. Um, uh, it was Tony Dungy's son actually asked a question and asked him if there's a, a chance that L. Michaels will move his booty because that's the, the big um, you know challenge to get L. Michaels dancing that Timberlake sort of put out to him. Um, oh sure. Yeah, well, uh, someone sang happy, they got the whole crowd to sing, sing happy birthday to him. His birthday was yesterday and he was talking about going out into the middle of the field and uh, yesterday they were doing rehearsals and they celebrated it out there. Uh, he's got a young son, he started walking and um, he actually said, my son will not play football. And he quickly had to back that mm. down because he's standing up ahead <laughs> yeah. of the PR. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he he, yeah, you know When someone says the truthful thing, they're thinking, and they're like, "Jesus, I had to."
2: He had to back that
4: off. Um, and he went to Manny's the other day. Um, other than that, that's uh, Justice Timberlake's life. It was a, uh, a, a, It was a press conference. You would have thrown tomatoes in Tom, but <laughs> other than that, it's still good to see a global really? superstar. Yeah. Yeah, I heard whole. that.
1: I heard that he's a good guy. Actually, I yeah, heard I think that he's J- a good J- guy. J- Timberlake's a I, nice guy.
4: Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and he's sitting there looking at the absurdity of it. There's, it's a room of six hundred people all clinging on every word. Um, yeah, yeah, Chinese reporters up there asking him questions, and even he. Went well. yeah what, What's uh, you hey, know, What's China even banging on about? So, did he
3: did he let on as to how many minutes they're actually giving him, and did he try to figure out how many songs he's going to be able to squeeze in?
4: Well, well no, he does the whole thing. That guy, the PR guy Brian McCarthy, you've probably dealt with him. He was watching him like a hawk, and it just came down to the fact that um, he couldn't even say what team he was supporting. Um, oh! And, and yeah. he, he was looking over to Brian a lot. Like what can he say? What can he say? So um, he said, "You know, there'll obviously be a Prince tribute. He's performing tonight at Prince's house. He's managed to get the property, and they're allowing in."
3: Now, a, didn't he I, have? Didn't he have a little beef with Prince at one point that was pretty yeah, public?
4: What is that? I heard that. That's what, true.
3: What? He, I think he. I think he kind of banged on Prince a little bit in social media I think he actually wrote a song that might have had a line or two that inferenced. really yeah there was an inference about him being small and an inference about uh, I I just kind of remember it and I remember this somebody said he's gonna play on Princes in Prince's house and I said really the prince people are going to let him do it I guess I guess everything must have been patched up to somebody's liking because it was definitely legit where where he he took a swipe at him no doubt about it through social media or even a song
4: Wow gee all right. Well, he, he, he praised him. I, I did. I had heard that, but today he praised him. Said he's the greatest performer um, and songwriter that he's ever been around or, or seen. Do you um, think
3: he he does two minutes of a cover? Purple Rain. Do you think he's yeah, sort definitely. of? Yeah,
4: definitely. He will do a. Pre- he has to. He will definitely do a Prince It'll be a great show. He's good. Look, he's got to perform. Like he's got. I look at him and Bruno Mars, and and for me that. Um, that's my Prince and Michael Jackson as a young guy. You know, those two mm. would, would go head-to-head. Head. And um, and I love Bruno Mars. I reckon he's good, upbeat, positive sort of guy. Oh, yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, he's a guy that gets up at the Grammys and goes, look, you guys have got a, I mean, I'm sort of subtexting it a bit, but he got up at the Grammys and said, just have fun. Just dance and sing and, you know, go and have a beer. Like, he's always hard, He's always five beers deep, Nick. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the big fella. I, I think he's great, Bruno Mars. So, um, just have fun in life instead of worrying about all the craziness going on in the world. And, uh, but as for Timberlake, he's got to perform. He, he's got to sell this record that I think dropped in an hour or two. Listen to me, Tom, I sound like a record <laughs> executive drops.
1: Yeah. You drop free- it. He's going to drop a yeah, single. Yeah. And, yeah uh, I, I threw
4: that in for you. I threw that in for you. Yeah. I, I, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A record, a record industry legend. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> That's funny. No doubt um, that's true.
4: But anyway, he no, it, it, it was good. He was positive and, um, but it, It'll be a good show. It's a great stadium to have a concert in. You know, Have, have you been to any concerts at U.S. Bank Stadium? Have, you, have people have talked I? about it? Yeah, have you?
1: Yeah, yeah. they talked a lot about it. I guess the sound's horrible. Uh, oh, Molina, you've been really? to U.S. Bank Stadium, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I saw you 2 there this past September, and it was not the best, so hopefully oh, I mean, well. they've improved.
3: By the way, it's funny, because $1.6 billion in Atlanta, Garth Brooks did the first concert there, and it was so horrific that oh, people gosh. were screaming about getting money back because the acoustics were so really? bad. Yeah, the acoustics oh, were terrible. Gee. And Kenny Chesney and a couple of guys are doing summer tours in there, uh, and and a couple of them said, if you don't get it fixed, I'm not coming. I'm not going to screw people out of their money.
4: Wow. Well, yeah. Well, so oh, there I read you go. In uh, USA Today yesterday, they did a whole article on that the stadium's been built in a bird migration, um, you know, Gulf <laughs> stream. So...
1: What's happening? There's a what? lot of birds.
2: No, all the playing. birds are hitting they don't they the glass. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's not happening. They're making it up as they go along. It's all <laughs> it's
2: a hell of a story, though. Well, Chris and Probably I were talking before sparrow. the show because uh, <laughs> next year <laughs> Atlanta's hosting, and uh, you guys with the with the roof.
3: Yeah, we're having a roof problem for our 1.6 billion dollars. We can't get the roof open and close.
1: Other than that, <laughs> oh. though, 1.6 billion. You can't get, uh, get Chick Fil A to open on a Sunday,
4: right? No, no. <laughs> To got, me, it looks like the Titanic. I, it is. I love it. It's a big Titanic sitting on the corner there. You know, Leo DiCaprio, you know, grabbing Kate Winslet from behind and putting her up on the front. It looks fantastic. Sure. Yeah, All yeah. Right. yeah.
1: Time for you to get back to drinking, yeah, man. Thank
4: you, mate. I've had a great time. It's awesome. I'm pumped. <laughs> I think he was Chris drinking. I,
3: was. <laughs> I, I think Chris he's still drives. drinking. we have
4: got a double team tomorrow with I think the, he is. the swimsuit models. We're pumped, excited. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Don't drive. Don't drive. <laughs> no, Can no. I keep no, driving. Don't, don't drive. drive. I
4: can't. I'm struggling to walk. I I couldn't even... I was trying to get to you in an Uber. I couldn't even bloody Uber. My son son wasn't working on his iPhone X.
1: We'll talk to you you tomorrow, Brad. (laughs) See you, mate. Bye. Take it easy. Brad Blank's drunkard in hell calling in. Chris Domino, great to spend three hours with you, man. It was unbelievable.
3: Really always enjoy it. Looking forward to tomorrow morning and the rest of the weekend, too.
1: It'll be great. Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom. (laughs) we